listening to Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken on the Tangent Bound Network. Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo no down around this town? Sure now. Well, who am I? Sure now. Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. Police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. <laughs> Welcome back, Geeksters, issue 113 of Geek Watch One. That's right. So, th- conveniently, we've made it to 113. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <coughs> Significant number this week. <laughs> yes. Um, and we will be getting to that here shortly because about a half hour ago, as of recording, we found out who Doctor Number 13 is going to be. That's right. And you should all know by now anyway. Yes, yeah, so everybody should know, but we, you're going to get our opinions on it. <laughs> this, this isn't like a movie review where it's a spoilery thing. This was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah by, by the time we got... Um, we're just recording like maybe an hour after this That's news. What, Wait, why are we just, waiting on this news? Why don't we just go ahead and talk about it now? <laughs> okay. <'Cause>, um, <laughs> actually, I was kind of surprised because everybody was calling for this to happen, but I didn't think they would actually pull the trigger. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were given a spoiler in the fact that they changed the master last time. The master became a woman. <clears throat> um. Yes. I. I mean, it was. It was. Uh, in case you didn't know, we're talking about Doctor Who. Uh, when, uh, Thirteen was announced today, and well, in episodes um, from last season with Capaldi, they did confirm that gender could be changed. Yeah. Between transformations. Well, the last couple of um, um, seasons, because Missy came in not last season before last wasn't. She? No, she was in the first season with Capaldi. Right, right, right. But a lot of people almost didn't even consider that fact until it came through with um, the episodes where he was with the Time Lords yeah. again, and he ended up uh, killing one or causing one to regenerate, and he regenerated into a her, mm-hmm. and and she was like. I'm so happy to, to be out of that body. <laughs> like, yeah. she was just so happy to be back to be a woman again. That was just funny. Well, that and um, the fun episodes this season that had actually Missy and the Master before with her. Yes. Right, yes. together. Yes. Going against each other. She was that working made, with herself. That made it interesting. That, you know, cross their own timelines kind of thing going on there. Because um, usually that's something you... We, we've seen that before with the Doctor. Yeah, well, they did it in the 10th anniversary episode. Yeah. Right. So th- it was cool to see this with the Master. Because mm-hmm. it, it made me start liking the Master. Because I was like, I like Missy. I don't like you, but I like... And, and it brought up the whole thing about meeting yourself in the past or in the future. And you don't remember who's who and right. what regeneration it is. Yeah. And, well, the, and the funny <laughs> thing is also that um, that kind of brings up... The, the cool thing that Doctor Who's done, even going back to like River Song. Mm-hmm. The fact that... Um, She's meeting him every time she met him. It was a the next time for him, but it was a previous time for her. So it was weird. It was like their yes. their meetings were re- working in reverse or something like but that. Between River and the Doctor, they each had a diary, and um, there are episodes where they're together and they're basically syncing their diaries to figure out what point in time they're at. Yeah. 
Um, and do you remember this? No, I haven't been there yet, but do you remember this? No. It, so, it, yeah. Um, well, why don't you let everybody know who is the new Doctor? And the new Doctor is Jodie Whittaker. Uh, for the first time, the Doctor is female. And she her name may not sound familiar. If you watch British programming, she was on Broadchurch. She's been in Black Mirror. She was in Attack the Block. So she's known... She's known among the Brits, mostly. Yeah. Well, she looks familiar, and I've not seen. And I looked at her IMDb, and I've not don't recognize anything that she was in. Right. So either she looks a lot like someone else, which in British television sometimes that actually happens. She pops up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but she's one of the few actors they have. Yeah, she uh, looks interesting. <laughs> and once again, they're going with one though. It's a somewhat unknown actress. Uh, she, yeah, especially. A, I don't think she's had a starring role in any of this. Especially yeah. to American audiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean. The thing is, though, like when when you looked at Capaldi, he had a lot of roles, yeah. so he was he was less unknown. And uh, Capaldi <laughs> had was actually in had a role in uh, Doctor, Doctor Who, Who yeah, prior yeah. too. So yeah, but he, and he was in a major Doctor. series at right. that point. So this is this is not someone who has appeared in Doctor Who before. Right. No. This is not a you know Which a familiar face. Do. You can't throw a rock in um the in the BBC acting catalog without hitting someone who's been in Doctor <laughs> That's Who. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> So that's why maybe that's why they had to choose her because I was like, look, she hasn't been on yet. Um, so this is her role. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it being the first Doctor is a big deal. Um, there there will be many people who are happy, many people who are not. They'll just make the comments yeah. that they're going to make. Well, I uh, I had made the comment to Vicky that um, this would be the time to bring back Jack Harkness mm -hmm. to see the the change in the reaction with the the relationship between Doctor and right and Jack. and there's speculation about that anyway because because he's not going to be on Arrow anymore so yeah. you never know that doesn't mean he's happen. not going to come back at some point but well I mean, yeah he, he's still up here probably yeah. but um but yeah it's interesting because with the showrunner changing uh I think that's partly why they decided this could be the time for it because Moffat was kind of the one who always said there wouldn't be right a female so you know the fact that we don't have well, we'll, see, we'll see what happens we'll see if it makes a difference I think the best yeah. um, if you look at sci-fi shows <coughs> in general the best ones where they make the, the best use of female characters in general are the ones where it doesn't make a difference yeah. what the gender is like if you look at shows like um, Killjoys and Dark Matter and stuff, you have lead female characters but it Seldom makes any difference that they're female. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're still like the uh, the lines are still exactly yeah. what male characters could say. It's not. Yeah, they're not writing a female character. They're just writing a character. Yeah, and right. they just happens to be female. Yeah. So so yeah. So I'm I'm happy. I'm like it's yeah. A, it, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> like, it's gonna be a change. I mean, it, mm -hmm. yeah. We've had what over fifty years of men playing the doctor. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and like we said, you know, it's it's the female doctor. It's totally new showrunner for the next one mm -hmm. and. So well, yeah. that, since they brought Doctor Who back, it's really, if you look at it, it's been three and out for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for um, Eccleston. He had yeah, the right. one. But um, right. David Tennant's run felt longer than anybody else's. But he had a bunch of TV movies and a bunch of other stuff that they did in between. And they, yes. I think he had a couple of um, jump seasons, too, where they had a season, they had almost a year off, then they had another season. Right. He felt like he was the Doctor for a lot longer. But he, right. re in reality, he had three seasons. Right, Matt Smith right. had three seasons. Capaldi... Three seasons and out with Moffat. Oh, I believe he's had the last six, hasn't he? Um, I think yeah, Davies had the first six and Moffat had the last, the second yes. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, no. Davies had, um, yes, because Moffat came in with Matt Smith. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So it's like the, this is just it's a pattern they've fallen. In. I don't know if they've done it on purpose. 
but it's a pattern they're kind of falling into, or either that or maybe something that um, Capaldi looked at and said, you know what, it's about the right time. Three seasons gives you a good arc, and then you step out and it, move on. It seems to work pretty well. I my disappointment with the latest season of the Doctor is that they got rid of Bill right away. Yeah, she was a fantastic companion. Yeah, because um, she was so different from other ones. It wasn't like. She wasn't going to fall in love with him. She wasn't completely naive. She asked the questions he wasn't expecting yes, to get asked. Yes, that was the best part about Bill. You know, and like he he would he would expect her to ask like the the just the generic rope the stuff question that you about hear things. the entire season. Yeah, story. And, but she'd be asking something out of left field yeah. every time, and which is kind of more what the audience would be asking. And what sets you up for that is the first episode you see with her and the, for her first reaction to the TARDIS. If I remember right, doesn't she say it's smaller on the outside? <laughs> Um, there's something she flipped was, the script on it. No, that that was when Clara did that, was Clara. that was okay. the first time. Clara but she like she didn't really even she didn't even know, comment anything, on yeah. like she was she was talking about the decorating or something, wasn't mm. she? Like it wasn't. Yeah. it had nothing to do with the size of it. She just it just didn't phase her. And it was yeah, just kind she of, was asking because how do you get it in your office? Yeah, like how did yeah. it fit in here? Was then in like it was it was a it's crane. not gonna fit through your yeah. door. It's not gonna fit <laughs> yeah. in the window. Yeah, so. So Bill's gone now too? Because yeah. I mean, what? they killed Bill in the you last episode. The end of it. I think, and it didn't take him two volumes to do it either. Because so, she she went with the girl that right was from the pub. Oh, yeah. see, she went with the here's alien. the thing. Here's the thing with me and the doctor is that when there's a death, I don't <coughs> take it as a definitive death. Like when Bill took off, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen is how you going to get the Christmas episode and. Something's and gonna no happen. More Cyberman and, she's coming, Bill? and she's coming back. Because okay, the doctor established you couldn't convert someone back from being a Cyberman. That's right. Bill oh, said she did not want to live if she couldn't live as herself anymore. Right. And she basically sacrificed herself when they were basically making everything explode. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. she was she was getting killed off. Right. She made her last <laughs> effort to get to the doctor. Yeah. At the end there, and then the one from the puddle came back because she said. She was waiting mm-hmm. for. Her. Yes, okay. And that and was cool that they tied it into the first, se- first yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah, that, that was a really good, really good way to end it with Bill, because because mm-hmm. then you don't feel bad about Bill going. It wasn't like she just died and she was just there, right? You know, like right. it, I feel bad <coughs> that she has left, but yeah. it wasn't like a bad way for her to go. This season yeah. in general, it it felt a little strange to me. Uh, like um, I don't know if it was just the there wasn't as much of a. Or maybe there was too much of a through line or something. I don't know. Something just felt different about this season compared see, to the other seasons I've seen. But they, did they ever explain why the why the Doctor promised to stay on Earth? Yes, that was to guard the vault that the Master was that in. That was the vault. Yeah. That was the vault. Yeah, because yeah, remember the Master the was right. um, was sentenced to a thousand years in the vault. Okay. Someone had to stay and watch the mm-hmm. vault. And the Doctor was... And, and, the, and, the, and the Doctor says, you know what? Because the Doctor said he would watch the body. Yes. And then made sure that Missy didn't get killed and they were like what's going on he said I didn't say I'd watch a dead body right <laughs> yeah and then, then then that's when he opened the vault that's He's why like, it was in the basement watching. of the university Got it. Okay. but then needed her but help. they did, never did that, explain where Nardole came from yeah huh? they, no they never explained where it came from the, no, he, he appeared in different places but they never said he yeah, just he showed up was there he was there when they were going to kill Bolan well, yeah he but was, he already knew the doctor at that he point showed, yeah he showed up with River was he I didn't remember was he back with River when when River was married to the alien and she needed the diamond out of his head, yes. Nardal was there. I have to go back and that look. That was that was Nardal. Okay. Yeah, and that's why they brought him back again for for that. But you know he's the only one that had permission to kick the doctor's ass. 
<laughs> yes. So someone had to be there. You know, I have to admit, I like. I have to admit, I like what he was doing with those shotguns. That was that was fun. Like mm-hmm. with the. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he, and like the woman is all into him, and he's just so not. He's just. Like, <laughs> no, he knows he's all that. Yeah. So he just sets it aside. <laughs> I've been confused. Was Nardole actually a robot, or is he? No, he's an alien. No, he's an alien. He's an alien. He's an alien. He asks, but he's like an android. All he time. does. He does. He does. Definitely. Well, I, he was more he's like, like a British movie. version of Data. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it struck. He struck to more as like a monk, like very just. Well, he just you know. he does what he needs to do just to get things yeah. done. He just needs to get it done. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So now um, we know who to look forward to in the Christmas special. We know what's going to happen for the most part of the Christmas special um, with uh, Capaldi not wanting to regenerate. Twelve doesn't want to leave, much like much like Tennant yeah. didn't want to leave. Um, Matt Smith, no, Matt Smith. I think happened so fast he didn't get a chance yes, to decide. Yes. Whereas right. it's interesting, like Twelve. <coughs> He seemed based on the end of it and, and going to different places and, and stopping his hands regenerating and yes. stuff. He just like is fighting it like yeah. more than any of the others have fought this. He it's like he's sick of it. He just doesn't want this to happen yeah. again. Um and and if you know, you should have by now seen the season finale where he meets up with the first doctor. Yeah, so yes. this, um, this is gonna be interesting. I wanna see where the first doctor fits into this. Well, and the thing is though, think about it, the first doctor doesn't know him. No. The first, like, he had, 12 has memories of everything. He knows who this man is. Right. One doesn't know who 12 is. Yeah. Right. So it's it's like when, when the war doctor met 10 and 11. Right. Had no idea who they were and thought they were just both companions to obviously a much more mature doctor who knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, um, but yeah, so it'll, you know, it's going to be a, a horrendous Christmas special again. Every Christmas. Yeah. Every Christmas, there's something that will make me cry in Doctor Who. Yeah, and I, I hate that. I have to say, I, I hate having to say goodbye to my rock and roll Doctor. Like, I love the ones where like he's just chilling in the TARDIS the and he's just grooving. Yeah, up. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just... he's cooler than people give him credit for because of how old he looks. Yeah. You know, he was he like, really... oh, he's the older Doctor, and that. But no, it doesn't matter. It just he's he's a lot less. He was in ways a lot less serious than Ten was at times. I mean, the, yeah. fir- the first know? time you see him, well, the he's, silliest he's... one I remember is Matt Smith. Yeah. Matt Smith, yeah. rare, only if absolutely necessary, ever got serious. In in the final season, he was much more serious right, because, because you, knew he the, had lost. you knew the end was coming, yeah. and he lost the pawns and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But um, but yeah, he was on the sillier side for sure. I mean, the first uh, the first time you see Capaldi. You know, he, he he's going in, coming in for an axe battle. So he's coming in on a tank, rocking down the guitar. Yeah, and then find out it's a, is it? Oh, a, he bought the axe. tank for his fish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's an axe. Apparently, guy. he ordered online. <laughs> you know, but see, he was so. The other thing was, when you first meet, when you first meet Capaldi, he is so alien that it's. Yeah, he was amazed. He had kidneys that worked. Yes, that was, <laughs> but, but if you go back and watch the first episode of each Doctor, you get that. The, so, David Tennant's was awesome because he's doing stuff like checking his hair. Like, okay, I think he's one that says still not ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he's checking oh, new teeth, too. new teeth. That's weird. Yeah. Wait, my hands feel straight. And yeah. All these different parts he was going through. Well, right. Smith did it too. Like, yeah. was Smith like? He goes, no, when Smith first did it, he felt his hair and he went, "Am I a girl?" Like, because his yeah, hair was yeah, long. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and then he looked, still not ginger. He's like, he's all, all like, okay. <laughs> but it was, hey, but this one, like, especially like for that first, at least the first half of that series with him, 
he was almost getting real. He was having to familiarize himself with Earth and mm-hmm. humans again, and it was it, there was a bigger curve. It's like because, he, it's like he forgot a lot. Yeah, and you started and, seeing yeah. things from the other doctors in him. Like, okay, you saw a lot from the third Doctor, and that's one of the reasons Yeah, why 12 I, was, was very much a collection of Doctors, yeah. the way he acted. Yeah. And it helped that it was Capaldi, because he'd been a fan since he was a little kid. Yeah. So he knew all the Doctors. You know, so, like, you know, the Venusian Jiu-Jitsu, that was from the third Doctor. Jelly Beans, that was... Jelly Babies. Uh, jelly, jelly Babies, babies yeah. <laughs> you know, and... and just th- yeah, things would come up from the different doctors. That was the cool thing. So it's it's not really a surprise that the first doctor showed up at the end. True. Really, yeah. in a way. But it'll be interesting to see what what they do with the Christmas special and and uh, and and how the first doctor, I guess, helps him into yeah. a regeneration well, or something or it, accepting it. The world has changed so much since the Doctor Who was brought back with mm-hmm. Eccleston. That um, when I watched the Eccleston one, I didn't know really much about Doctor Who at all. I knew it was an old show in right. Britain. Right. And it's like, and it seemed like it was connected to that. That's fine, but I didn't know anything about the Doctor regeneration. So when they did the regeneration thing, that totally surprised me. Right, right. Because I had never heard of anything like this happening before. Mm-hmm. But that was what two thousand five, two thousand six. The internet was around, but people weren't searching like they do now. No, right. And pop culture wasn't as um, huge and like feeding into everything. Right. Like people on the street that have never seen Doctor Who have probably heard about this whole thing that changes actors every so often. Right. Well, I remember Doctor Who had this really cool pinball game, and I now and at this point, I think you were up to maybe sixth, seventh Doctor at this point, and I just remember seeing all these different people with uh, uh, with Baker from like right there in the middle because mm-hmm. he was the you know, yeah. most famous one, and I had a friend in in, in uh, school. Who used to watch Doctor Who all the time and talk about it? Now I didn't really get to watch it, you know, for because I the usual reasons, usual reasons, mom and sister (laughs) just weren't into that sort of thing. But I knew about the regeneration thing and all that stuff, but I'd never seen it. And so my first Doctor was Ninth Doctor at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Since then, I've been lucky in that some stations now actually are running some of the older stuff. Yeah. Um. And so, even to see, like, I did get to see one, I did get to see one or two regenerations from the old doctors, and it was different. Well, yeah. It wasn't as dramatic. Like, the ones now seem to be way more dramatic. Well, That's I mean, because you, you can do a lot more. Yeah, you can make them dramatic with yeah. the effects. I mean, back then, all you had was this, like, shimmering little face effect. Yeah. You could do you know, all yeah, of um, a Star Trek transporter, <coughs> transporter right. effect and fade one in, one out. Right. And that was that was it. Whereas like now it's like you know the I think I think shooting. it was from two to three, like into Pertwee was the first time they actually showed the doctor's face change. Yeah. Which was a horrible effect. But still they horrible that was effect, like but at that time. point that was the most expensive thing they had ever done and, on TV. And probably. it was right. into color. Oh, that's right. That made a big deal. It went from the black and white to the color. Ah. That made a huge difference. Because I've seen that episode where he first appears. Yeah. And and gets his cape because, like, there's a magician there or something. He wears a yeah. cape. I forget what it is, but that's why he ends up with a cape. But, um, but yeah, so it, it was a big deal. Like, even back then, it was a big deal that they suddenly had a different actor and the doctor changed. And, now, and I have to admit, that was like, if, if you ever... Well, I forget what the name of the movie was, but the BBC did this movie about like that first series. 
Yeah. You remember when that came mm-hmm. out during the, and and it was cool because like they they could tell that and I forget the guy's name that was the first doctor that he was Hartnell. Yeah, Hartnell was getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. And, and he was forgetting his lines. He forgetting his lines. And they're like, well, we didn't. They didn't end the series because this show was hugely popular. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do we keep this character? Yeah, it was pretty but, groundbreaking for them to actually yeah. do that. And, and then I think like even when somebody suggested, well, why don't we just bring in someone else? And we could, and then they that's when they're talking about the regeneration thing. And it was just like I think. And I think like, are was, the people going to be okay with this? Yeah, they, I think at that point they had, had a couple of series or uh, movies and stuff where they had changed actors. Yeah, that just happened before. Right. right. This I think was the first time I can remember anywhere where they actually gave you a reason for a change. Yeah. Right. They like, made, they made it open and obvious. Yeah. They didn't just try to hide it. Like oh, what was the time? Know? When was this done? Time frame? I don't remember the first time they did the change of the doctor. Do you remember? It was late that was 60s, like late, wasn't it? it was late sixties. Yeah. It was okay. Sixties. Yeah. Because um, then that was even before James Bond started changing actors. Oh, yeah. Because James Bond switches actors, but they never give you an, an idea why. Right. It just, it's a new it just, person in the same Yeah, story. it's just one of those things. Yeah. Just like, well, oh, I think Lazenby had changed it. They, they, but they didn't say but why. But they didn't, no, there was no, This no. Doctor Who gave you a definitive reason for right. changing the actor because it was becoming a different person. Right. Yeah. A, a different stage of that person. Exactly. And they actually, and by doing the, the great thing <laughs> about doing the regeneration, that it's the same doctor, but. Regeneration was complete everything down to personality. That way, the new actor could actually do whatever he wanted with right, the character. Right, right. He doesn't have to be that doctor. And <laughs> at the same time, they didn't have to have total memory loss. No. They could actually yes. remember things that had happened in the past and bring mm-hmm. that forward and right. connect all the. Especially when you were connecting the monsters. Yes. Like, you know, from when the Daleks first show up and the Cybermen first show up, you don't want him suddenly not knowing who they are when they appear like two decades later. Right. Yeah. You know? And then, and even now, like, it's kind of cool how now when he when he comes across the Daleks or whatever, they they would make reference, oh, that was that other doctor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? And, and that, that, well, the Daleks at first, though, all the monsters that come across him, they they look at him first and they mm-hmm. don't realize it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. That at this point, them. the dogs have figured that out. Yeah, they yeah. they figure he can regenerate, but now think about regenerating into a woman. What's that going to confuse with the monsters? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to confuse everybody now. Well, it, it was just like when you first got uh, Smith, mm-hmm. and I, I I think this is what made me like just love Smith. That along with the bow tie mm-hmm. was how he like all all those enemies had come down. And he just oh, like the Pandoracon, yeah. The and then and he's talking about how all, who all he has faced, blah blah blah. All this, he says, "Look at me and recognize who I am." And they did, and everybody just left. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you're the guy." Okay, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just well, like, you know, mm-hmm. that and that was probably just, I don't know, that that was probably one of the coolest moments of the entire series because he didn't have to lift a finger just his exactly. reputation alone yeah. you know every time and but and that's also what river got from him though mm-hmm. if you if you think about it when she's faced the daleks when when they like ask for mercy or something she's like no 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 look me up <laughs> and then they they go back and they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you know they're yeah. made for each other so. well um another thing that's doctor who related was vicky and i finally finished class Nice. Yes. Um, and it was a fantastic show and a great cliffhanger for being canceled. Yeah, yes. it's not going to come back. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it definitely gets back into the monsters and the... Um, and it, it was interesting being a very short-run show. 
Mm-hmm. Eight yes. episodes, eight and out, and they're done. And they, they got a lot done in those episodes, yeah. and it was a lot more <coughs> a lot more violent than I expected <coughs> This one here, what they were touting it for as, yeah. you know, like a teen show or that's, something. I was, that's what I was pointing out to her is um, Doctor Who has always been an all-ages show. Yeah. Right. It has mature, or games yeah. that mature people understand and stuff, and it's um, a good, well-rounded, all-ages show. Mm-hmm. This one, it almost seemed like it, they weren't sure exactly. They said that it wanted to be a teen show, but some of the stuff in it is way more than teen, mm-hmm. and others. And then you get the still you get the, some of the monsters. It's just this one felt like it was trying to figure out what it was the whole time. It, it reminded me much more of Torchwood, yes. than it did of Doctor Who. It was if if you'd made a teenage Torchwood show, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they had they had the rifts everywhere where things yeah. were showing up from anyway, and and it was fighting the monsters on Earth for the most part. Um, that would have actually been an interesting <coughs> idea if they had not tied it to Doctor Who, but tied it into Torchwood for the first episode, right? Yeah. To yeah. so where it would be, it's tied to Doctor Who because Torchwood's the same universe, but it really had nothing to do with the Doctor. No, no, the, they, just, they just wanted to bring it in there to, yeah. to get the intro. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, and of course, by the end, you get the Doctor Who monsters, so yeah. it ties it in. But of course, those there's been a couple of those monsters that showed up in Torchwood anyway, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was disappointing that by the end, it got so good, and then you end up with that reveal at the end, and you're like, What? I'm like, you're teaming what? up with who? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that Shadow King, the Shadow King, tell me he didn't feel like a um, Power Rangers villain. He looked I, like a Power he, Rangers he villain. He did look like a Power Rangers <laughs> villain, that's true. <laughs> Only thing was missing was Zords and, you know, yeah. make yeah. him grow, but that didn't happen. <laughs> wasn't a nice guy still. No. <laughs> well, the Power Rangers villains aren't nice guys either. Right. No. <laughs> They're kind of cheesy, but, you know. Yeah. But that's what it's supposed to be. It's, Kaiga, it's right. kaiju stuff. Right, but um, no, it was, it was a good show. We enjoyed it. Um, we actually finished that up this week. Right. Yeah. So um, it, but, it would be nice if they decided, oh, we're gonna do it after all. But you know, well, that's the BBC. We they may wait might. two or three seasons because these kids might. are not weren't really young kids. So they're not gonna change much. True. No. That's true. And so you could bring it back in another two seasons or whatever. I mean, considering you have one that lost most of her entire family. I mean, everyone was survived. everyone was losing people. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> no, no, the one that had the two brothers, like her mom got her mom was her killed. mom's killed, but her brothers are still there. Her brothers, brothers still they ran away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Her two older brothers. She talks them into running away, but she stays, and they don't like fight her on this. Right. No. <laughs> but but the guy lost his girlfriend and his dad. Yeah. yeah. By the end, he lost his dad again. So like he. Was, yeah, but his mom's in Leeds, so it's all good. <laughs> that was you know that last that that, that series finale was yeah harsh like yeah. it really was and you know and it, it was and I kept hoping to see hoping to get at least some glimmer of hope for them at, because there wasn't much I mean considering you're teaming up with uh with, with the weeping angels mm-hmm. who teamed that up came out of nowhere angels? for me at the end mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you're, you're talking that it's being short, and it's actually um, clicked for me is what this is. This felt like either Miracle Day or Children of Earth from yeah. Torchwood. Yeah. Because those were both short-run six... Or those ones were six episodes, weren't they? Right. Yeah. Where they this were. was eight episodes, but it's still the same thing, because it was one story over eight episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, they had kind of a Monster of the Week sort of thing going, but they had the overarching Shadow King thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it connected and a lot the, more than Doctor Who And does. the secret society thing that showed up after mm-hmm. a couple episodes. And yeah, so it yeah, it definitely had, had the the through storylines. But yeah, I'll, I'll be disappointed if it doesn't show up again. It was, it was good. Well, that and the actress that played Quill, I figured it up. She was pregnant and real. 
during that time frame. Yeah. That's why all of a sudden but, she appears pregnant. Right. But yeah, because I'm like, wait, was it the guy that she was with that got her pregnant, or was it when she went through the cabinet that got her pregnant? Oh, it was the guy. It was the guy. It was the guy. <laughs> it was the shapeshifter. Because, that because they talked about time moving faster and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. That's why all of a sudden. But it's just that she had gotten to the point where they couldn't hide it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if you look at the time frame of when she, she had her. She wore trench coats a lot in that yeah. show. <laughs> so, yeah, but that was a fun one. And um, it was interesting to see, because in that um, second to last episode, they had the guy who was a shapeshifter, who didn't they say he had shapeshifted to a Zygon when he got to Earth? Or no, he was pretending to be a Zygon because they're also shapeshifters. Yes. 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 <laughs> so he could get away with it amongst them. Yeah. yeah. So and um, they, but they had tied it in Doctor Who with that, where the Zygons had what embassy on Earth or something. They could, yep. they're allowed to be here. Yep. And stuff like that. So, so. it was. It, it may. It just let you know it was the same universe, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is what it came down but like to. I said, the Weeping Angels at the end was the big surprise. Yeah. I don't remember. Did um, did they have the Weeping Angels in the last three seasons of Doctor at all? Because Matt Smith worked a lot with the Weeping Angels. Did they have any with Peter Capaldi? The Angels showed up at one point, didn't they? Did they? I thought they did. Maybe not. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember being there. I'm trying to remember. Did Capaldi? I know this last season they didn't for sure. No, no. I don't see. I don't think Capaldi faced off against the Weeping Angels. Capaldi didn't do a whole lot with the traditional. Some of the traditional villains, but But okay. Well, you got the Cybermen, but he was there for the beginning of the Cybermen. Yeah. Um, Actually, that was that was that was one of Capaldi's basically wish list requests that at some point during his run. He would get to play off against the original Cybermen because those were his favorite monsters in Doctor <laughs> Who. Okay. So they gave him the ultimate version of that by having the creation of the Cybermen. Yeah. As as his finale. See, I took that as a, one creation of the the, uh, the creation of those Cybermen, but somewhere else it's also they're already out there. Maybe. Well, the Mondasian Cybermen are the traditional original Cybermen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's kind of an alternate timeline story. The one that was set in like Victorian England, yes, where they created them. Um, so there is an alternate story for them, but the originals these these are the originals. Yeah. They were back in time to get the originals on. Okay. This. So yeah. Um, but like I said, class was awesome. Hopefully, we'll see more of it. Um, have they announced any other spinoffs? Because they've done what? This is like the fourth or fifth or sixth spinoff from Doctor Who over the years. They they because haven't. <laughs> there goes a minion. <laughs> minion just down. Um, nothing else right now. I mean, the big news was just to get okay. the newest Doctor in, but... Uh, <laughs> well, then there's always this speculation that we might get more Torchwood at some point. And, we, we, well, to- the thing is, Torchwood is continuing in the audio dramas. Yeah. That's where they're focused right now. So we're not going to get any TV versions, at least in the near future. Yeah, well, so, like you said, though, Don Barrowman is not have a permanent job Yeah, Jack, Jack could show up back on, on uh, Doctor Who. I for still sure. say that's what we need to see this season, is Jack yeah. needs to come back to Doctor Who. Uh, I mean, well, if you consider it, if Bill's gone, they need a companion. Or they bring in some of the other characters from Torchwood, possibly. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I think that'd be awesome. I love the idea of Jack as a companion. Right. You know, and I mean, but it was almost like Nine needed someone like Jack. You know, right. but this will be cool to see Jack play off against a new Doctor, fresh out, fresh out of, uh, out of their regeneration, mm-hmm. but a generation that is like a complete change as well. That's what I said. Just knowing Jack Harkness and just mm-hmm. his character and stuff, and seeing him deal with the change of Doctor, right? Because he'd be the one guy that wouldn't make it, wouldn't phase him at all. No, no, that's true. No, that's true. So um, yeah, it'd be fun stuff, but. 
we actually talked a lot more about Doctor Who than we planned. <laughs> <laughs> we were Doctor thinking, Who show. Good. I had suggested us do this in a couple weeks when we got Heather in here, but I think we've done pretty good without no, it. No, Heather's not thrilled about the regeneration, so we're not oh. going to talk to Heather about it. <laughs> <laughs> she said um, until well, it happens, we're not going to talk to yeah. Heather about but, uh, it. He- Heather's words were that she she was familiar with the actress from. Uh, she didn't Broad like her Church. in Broadchurch, right? So she's with ah. she's withholding judgment. Yes. Okay. So we have to wait till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, so we'll, well see. Well, you gotta think she's in Broadchurch. I mean, she does. Wait, was Broadchurch the one with David Tennant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she does have a connection to Doctor she Who. She does. Whether she's not, got a direct connection right there. In a seven <laughs> degrees of separation maybe, type maybe deal. Maybe he put in a good word for her, and that's how she got yeah. it. Yeah, but um, uh, let me actually because I want to talk some D twenty three here in a little bit. Okay. Because D23 is this weekend. It's not done yep. yet. Um, next week, uh, we've already talked about, we're going to probably talk a lot of D23 and Comic-Con and all that stuff coming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And um, this is your... I'm going to give you an early one-week spoiler warning. Because we're going to talk Valerian next week. Yeah. Because right. this is going to be... An, it, it looks like an awesome movie. We've been talking and pl- talking it up for the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. Or more. Um, I'm right. hoping it's not like Fifth Element in a little bit. Because right. for me, when I <coughs> the first time I saw Fifth Element, yeah. I wasn't sure what I saw. Right, I'm like, well, what what was this? And then it, after two or three times, you're like, this is one of the this is awesome movie is awesome. Well, but it was throw a lot confusing. at you. Yeah, the movie throws a lot at you, and then you're like, it well, looks like this is gonna be this very similar type of movie. Early reviews for Valerian talk about it being worth seeing, but for the sight of it. Yeah, not necessarily the greatest of plots, but that it's I think awesome a lot of people lo- more like I think a lot of people saw a Fifth Element as the same thing. Well, what yeah. it is is it yeah. flew. They're calling it what was it, a hundred sixty-four million dollar indie. And it flew under the radar. Yeah, it really flew under Absolutely. the radar for a lot of people. And I, th- I think just even if it's not the greatest plot, I honestly do think it looks like it's worth seeing on the big screen. Like, oh if, yeah, if you've seen the trailer, like just the amount of stuff that's in every mm-hmm. scene that you see. Yes, you have to see it big. Yeah, yeah. you do. But um, that's going to be for next week, guys. So go see Valerian before you... And then um, listen to our review next week. Right. Um, one thing I want to hit before we get into D23, and I know you have your list of news also, is, um, and mine's probably on your list, was Entertainment Weekly this week yes. had a preview of Ready Player One. The the first image, the... the the first, uh, what do they usually call it? I forget what they Preview call it. Preview image. Or, um, because Comic-Con, there is a panel. First look. Gonna, that's, yeah. what they, that's what Entertainment Weekly calls well, the first look. At Comic-Con, Spielberg and the entire just about the entire cast is going to be at Comic-Con. Yes. We're going to more than likely get a trailer. That's right. And they're, um, they're going to blow the lid off of this. The, if you have not picked it up yet, because it'll still be out there, Entertainment Weekly's issue this week is the Comic-Con issue. Yes. Um, mine arrived on Friday, so I've been looking at pictures already. But this Ready Player One pick is in there as a first look. They also have some awesome picks from Black Panther. Seriously okay. awesome picks. Yes. You can see the costumes so well. It's awesome. Um, but anyway, this photo, you need a magnifying glass for it. Let or me tell you. Or get the um, EW.com or, has the high-res picture yeah, on there, online, so zoom in on that. And and you can zoom in and see, because there are essentially 80s and and book Easter eggs all over this thing. Um, and a lot of it is, <coughs> this whole van they're showing is straight out of the book. Yeah. Yes. If absolutely. you read the book, which I suggest doing, read that book. Don't wait yeah. for the movie. Yeah, read the read book. The bo- if, if, <laughs> if you are a true geek, and especially if you're nostalgic about the 80s to any degree you have well, to read that and I know you guys are not a fan of audiobooks in general mm-hmm. but this is an audiobook that I think is worth listening to because it's Will Wheaton reading it I have heard part of it and yeah. he uh, he knows they, the people who recorded this 
actually went on went on with an interview saying this was the first time they had an actor come in to read a book that had no questions. Yeah. Right. Usually the actor will read through the script that he's got to read, then they have questions on pronunciations on okay, well who is mm-hmm. this and what is he knew all of it. Yeah. That's because he, he's one of us. He he came in and and they asked him if if he needed clarification and he's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he understood everything he, in the book. He'd read the book more than once already. Yeah, and he's the president of the uh, Oasis, so that's right. <laughs> Come on, he knows what he's doing. I don't, did they actually get him to play himself in this movie? I believe they may. Have. I hope they, they did. No, I, I think I they hope they did. Think probably I mean, he, he would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the interesting thing, the first thing you'll notice in this picture, though, of of from Ready Player One, it's you have his name's Wade, right? Yes. Wade. Yeah, Wade. Yeah. Um, Wade in his van. The actor who plays him is Cyclops. So, the fact that he's in the van, yeah. yeah, he's in the van with the visor on, he just looks like Cyclops, really. Yes. <laughs> and what's cool is the visor Casual looks Cyclops. like, and that's exactly what they went for, more than likely. It's, uh, it looks like an uh, um, updated version of uh, Oculus Rift. Yes. It's the yeah. Oculus without the top of the headpiece. Yeah. Yes. And, and if you recall, because we covered this a while ago, there is going to be VR stuff coming out around the movie. Yeah. Right. So you're you're going to have them really pushing headpieces in the VR sets and that kind of thing yeah. um, for this sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, there's there's a lot in this photo. Fo- like, the, the van is like junk filled. There's like yeah. so much in it um, that it's it's hard to even go through a lot of it. They've, they've got, you know, he's got, like you said, the headset, he's got the glove. Yeah, it's haptic gloves. Um, I've read the book like six or seven times already. So. Right, and and it's got like even on the on the sidewall, you've got newspapers that talk about Oasis. Mm-hmm. Um, to to kind of, uh, I I thought it was interesting that first one is actually the Ohio Sunday Globe. Oh, nice! <laughs> no, no, no. That's because actually a lot of this movie takes place in Ohio. Exactly. Yes, it does. Ohio I Sunday what, Globe. Oh, I forget where he starts off at, but um, the finish of the movie is actually in Cincinnati, Ohio, or um, Columbus, 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 Ohio. Yeah. yeah. But I forget what town he's in to start with. He's somewhere actually more Kansas City Mid- direction. Is it Mil- Middletown? No, he's outside. No, he's outside of somewhere like um, Kansas City or St. Louis or something is where he yeah. starts at. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah, has to yeah. travel to Columbus because that's where Iowa is. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. He's in Kansas City, I yeah. believe it is. Yeah. And if you look at um, the the first newspaper, which is the one that's clearest and easiest to see, where it, it talks about the um, unveiling of the Oasis and that, um, th- there's a sub-headline, a subheader that actually says, since 2021, more than 20 million VR headsets sold. So it kind of tells you how big a deal yeah. this whole gaming and the well, Oasis that, thing is. And if when you're reading the book, uh, they've got to the point where the Oasis is big enough that it's free now. Yes. yes. The base console with the base headset is free because people you go to school on in the Oasis, which is their vir- virtual world. Mm-hmm. You actually most many places do business in the Oasis and that's the only place they do it. So it's like getting the headset is the base version's free. Right. It's the if you want to buy the updated stuff that costs money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's why you have Wade who basically can only go so far because he can he do, he can't afford upgrades. The really good stuff. Yeah. Well, eventually um, he can, but... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, one of the... I'm, I mean, I'm just going through some of the Easter eggs they had. Yeah. Um, one of the other things is that um, it, it's specifically from the novel that the Oasis rig is powered by car batteries. Yes. Well, um, the, his is, yes. Yeah, his, his well, is because he can't afford that. anything else. Yeah, it's not just that, but it's everything in the... Basically, this van is under a scrap of... Uh, or a pile of junk. Yeah. Yes. junkyard. 
Yes. That he's turned this into. So he his lighting. He's got a um, space heater in there for yeah. the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got uh, like a couple of coolers, but I think he's got a mini fridge in there. Right. All of it's run off of car batteries that he charges with an exercise bike. Yes. <laughs> And, and, of course, being in a junkyard, he tries to hide it because it's all his gear. Yeah. It's all his stuff. Um, and there's uh, egg crates on the wall because he tries to soundproof it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though these are, like, scattered around egg crates. <laughs> right. it, doesn't, it doesn't look very effective to me. No. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they, they actually um, do, like, a... In, in the thing that I was looking at, they do a close-up of the He-Man lunchbox. Yes. <laughs> I think you're looking at the same article Probably Entertainment at Weekly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> that's a... Thing. That's a change, but it doesn't matter because in the book, in the movie, it was actually a Star or in the book, it was a Star Trek lunchbox. But right. a tin lunchbox from that time, it doesn't matter what it is. They actually got a good exactly lunchbox. Um, and I thought it was it. One of the first things I picked out when when I saw this picture was, oh look, it's garbage pail kid stickers. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't they don't specifically reference those in this article, but they talk about it being like nostalgic '80s stickers. There's a Garfield one. Yeah, and there's the and that's the first thing I saw because I used to collect garbage pail kids. Yes. Things. So, I think everybody had at least some. At at some point, everyone has done garbage pail kids. I never did. Well, I did, your parent, your mother would not your let you have. Your mother would not. There's no, no way kids. your mom would have let no. you. My mom didn't let me have them, but all my friends had them and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. But um, and the one thing to note, which we've mentioned before, that uh, Spielberg took reference to his own movies pretty much out of the out of the film, um, because which is going to be strange because the the book. That's throughout the whole book is Spielberg yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping he left some stuff in because, I mean, honestly, if you know the book, you're not going to think that it's an ego trip for it, this to be in the movie because it was in the book. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I think that, like, Spielberg was just kind of like, I don't want to have this be self-serving. That, but No, do it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, I mean, there's what? I mean, there's, We want there's, close encounters in the movie. We yeah, want everything. Yeah, there's close encounters. We want e. Indiana we Jones. Want... There's E.T. Yeah, there's... We, we want all of that. So, so yeah, so it's, um, pick up Entertainment Weekly, go to ew.com, um, and, and yeah, look that up, because it's worth looking at if you're into it, and we're about nine months away now, it's in March that it comes I, out. I, I'm predicting, and I could be wrong, but I'm predicting that Buckaroo Banzai is going to get a huge... A, a huge resurgence because of how much there is in this book. Like, yeah. I was surprised how much there was in the book. And the funny thing is, though, when you're reading the book, yeah. they don't point out what it is they're talking about half no. the time. Mm-hmm. At one point, they point out that this is Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Other than that, it's just little references that if you're a Buckaroo Banzai fan, yes. you pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, and I think... I think the, they mentioned Dr. Lazardo's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, um, they mentioned the suit that he wore to... Uh, some function was, like, the one that Buckaroo Banzai wore. It was, um... um Mora or either how no Moro's birthday party. Yes, remember Og was um the in the center of the sphere. It was a zero G club. That's right. And, and he so was wearing he had drove his DeLorean right. to it wearing Buckaroo Banzai <laughs> suit. Right, right. And, <laughs> and then there's somebody else. And that didn't he have uh he had the jet car too. It's yeah, somewhere, it's somewhere that's mm-hmm. in there too. But I'm sitting there like, oh my god, all the references. It was just, and, know, and so, it's just like all the references in general. Most yes. of them are not made overt and obvious. It just happens to be part of the lifestyle and part of yeah. what these kids are into in the book well, and everything. And if, um, basically, the whole thing is they're trying to do this giant scavenger hunt for Control of the Oasis, mm-hmm. yep. but all of the clues are 80s or eighties and 70s references from yes. pop culture. Yep. Right. Because that's what James Holiday had lived in. Exactly. That's what he grew up with. Mecha Godzilla. That's all I got. That's say. right. <laughs> Ultraman. Ult- Ultraman versus Mecha Godzilla. Oh. All of them had kaiju. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's going to be interesting to see if they actually get to hold a Toho and a couple of the other ones to be able to use those at the very end of it. Yeah. Use the giant kaijus. Well, I don't know. If, if you're getting approached by Steven Spielberg, I think yeah. that might be. Yeah. Like, oh. Okay. <laughs> like I said, I, I can't recommend This is probably one of the top five of my favorite books. This one, and I, Armada's up there with it for yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give another read to Ready Player One to get right yeah. no before the movie comes out. But yeah, it's like you hear about cyberpunk and seeing all and I've read some cyberpunk. It's like this one for me was this was cyberpunk done right. Yeah, because that's basically what this is. Mm-hmm. It is straight yes. up. It is. <coughs> it reminds it's... me of um, like um, oh what's the other one that oh crud now I'm drawing a blank. Uh oh. Um, it's about the Samurai Pizza Boy or Ninja. What? No, what? no, no! You'll know. No, um, uh, not Necro- Neuromancer. Um, no, no. It was the one that Seth told you about? I know, I know. I've read it two or three times. Almost. I'm drawing a blank, but I'll I'll remember it later. It'll kick in my head. That's what say whites are. Um, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Winter, no white. No. <laughs> I got, I, wait, I know the one you're talking about, dude. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's a pizza delivering samurai sword wielding. Um, and everyone listening to this is yelling it right now. Yelling right? It, it was, <laughs> but it was one of the ones that actually is one of the staples of um, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. But and it, um, it was by the same not, author that did, did Neuromancer. Neuromancer. Um, give me half a second. Let me look up Neuromancer. And uh, um, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's um, uh, Neuromancer was uh, no, that's William Gibson. That's not it. Are we talking um, about Snow Crash? Snow Crash. That's yeah. it. See? Did you look up Samurai Sword? I, I put delivery? in Samurai Pizza Delivery Cyberpunk. Snow Crash was amazing. And this is this actually has a very similar feel. Okay. Except it's not as much... Have you read Snow Crash? Mm-mm. I have not read Snow, Snow Crash. Crash. The future there, it's a little dystopian, but it's more um, it's more corporate. Okay. So it's got more of almost the Max Hedrum feel All right. to it. So that's another one that... Um, you get the Go90 app on your phone now. Yeah. Max Hedrum's on there. It is? Yeah, the series. All right, cool. Well, yeah. And no. hey, hey! This weekend, this past weekend, Bart did a blog on Max Hedrum. He did. He yes. watched all of Max Hedrum. <laughs> yes. And and uh, he was first. He was really only familiar with it from the ads and that sort of thing. Yeah. And um and so he finally watched the show. Max Hedrum. That was an awesome show. It, it I was, watched the show. I loved it. it the show. The show really was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you look at how news is now mm-hmm. compared to where news was presented. Yeah, I don't, then. you might not want to watch Max Hedrum now. No, because it was just depressed. so. And this. Had, it had a cyberpunk feel without being truly cyberpunk. Right. Yeah. Because it, was, it didn't have a virtual world at all. It in was it, really. more just a future. <coughs> it was a dystopian version. future. Yeah. And twenty minutes, in, and I love it how at the, the beginning it says you're twenty minutes in the future. Twenty minutes into the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Matt Frewer. In case you didn't yeah. know who Max Hedrum was, Matt Frewer's all over the place anyway. If you were in the eighty, back in the eighties, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Max Hedrum somewhere. Right. Because yes. he was the spokesman for Coke. He was all these other things. Yes. I, think, I think I'm pretty sure I had a Max Hedrum T-shirt. <laughs> pretty Probably. Sure. Mm. So um, there's an Edison Carter coming to you live and direct. I still uh-huh. remember right. that. Yep. <laughs> That's right. I saw the premiere or the premiere movie of it a couple weeks ago. So yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So get ready. Go see. Get the book for Ray Player One. If if nothing else, um, most libraries you can download the audiobook of it. That's right. Yeah, do it. So <laughs> do yourself a favor. It's worth it. Then afterwards, Ernie Klein only has two novels out right now. Second one's Armada, and it's got a very similar feel and a little bit of a different twist to it. That's all. Yeah, it, not not quite as much nostalgia. Yeah, as Ready Player well, One. It but does for video games. It's it's uh. It's the video yeah, game if, version if, of if it. If you really like the spacey video games. In fact, if you've seen, uh, Guardians Volume Two, the scene towards the end, it will make you think about that. Yeah. 
Oh, right. Oh, right. When they're you all what? all the players, mm-hmm. yeah. The game. I forget the name of the game in Armada, but it's out there now. If you look, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of Elite Dangerous? That's what yes. that's running right now. Yeah. That's basically Armada. You know, you're right. Have you ever seen Elite Dangerous? I've seen it. it. I haven't it's played basically, it. It's basically that could be the game in Armada. Is it? I've been. My boss at work plays it. He does. I've been this close. I'm like, mm-hmm. but I've been playing other stuff. It's for me. It's just, other stuff. My boss yeah. plays it. And yeah. it's extremely. It's basically if you've taken like World of Warcraft or any of the other <laughs> open world MMOs, yeah, and put it where you're dri- flying in space instead of actually driving around in the world. Okay, cool. it's an open world MMO in space. Hmm. All right. Where you build up your spaceships, you um, you build a fleet if you want, and fly around shooting other ships, exploring. <laughs> uh, my boss a lot of times does straight exploration missions and does, has never won't even see anybody else. He's out there just exploring. So I could be a pirate. It's just, yes. Oh, <laughs> dude, piracy is a big thing in this one. Man, don't encourage me. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the newer expansions for Elite has actually added um, carriers with fighter craft. Ooh. And you can either have drone fighters or you can have other players playing fighter craft. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Really. But it gets kind of expensive because it's um, some people play with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. But the best way to play it is actually with your um, joystick and throttle. To buy it, buying a heads-up display, but you can play it. Xbox and PlayStation has it. You can play it on uh, play, PlayStation Four. Uh, I, don't, I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't hear that. <laughs> let's see how much it is on PS. No, 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 no. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, you know. By the way, I did find my uh, Robotech novels. Good I don't books. have the. I don't have the entire series. Yeah, I, but I have. I think one through twelve, and I have two or three of the other ones. Yeah, that was. Hmm. <sighs> What? Can we move on now? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're outside of Dawn's um, wheelhouse. We're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got before... Um, a, cu- a couple quickies before we get into uh, the D23 stuff. Um, <laughs> I, we're gonna I, have to do quickies on D twenty three. Like I said, next I week know. we're gonna hit. We're gonna go heavy on D twenty three and Comic Con we'll, both. We'll have we'll have more established news on yes. some of these things that that aren't just announcements. Um, I just have a couple casting things that I thought were kind of interesting um, for Ant Man and the Wasp. Which, if you haven't caught it, D twenty three released a first look at the Wasp outfit okay. in one of their banners. Um, this weekend, so there are photos of those out there. But um, they're looking at casting an African American male between the ages of 55 and 65 to play Dr. Bill Foster, who was a one time heir to the Giant Man mantle and is better known as Goliath. Yes, <laughs> he was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> So now you know what to look forward to. Just saying. He was a jerk, but he was supposed to be a superhero. But, but wasn't he killed off in the first Civil War? Like yeah, comic, yeah, comic yeah, wise. yeah, 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 yeah. So there yeah. you go. So he was a jerk for a short time. Marvel does Civil Wars like in, um, DC does crises. Every so often you gotta have to have to have a Civil War. Exactly. <laughs> no one disagrees all the agrees all the time. Um, and then the other bit of casting news was for Jessica Jones. Um, uh, actress Leah Gibson has joined the cast as quote, streetwise nurse Ingrid that basically um, is a code name for daredevil villain Typhoid Mary, okay. who was former love interest of Matt Murdock, and she has a dissociative identity disorder, and she uses psionic powers in multiple fairly violent personalities and makes people do things, and yeah... Interesting. So, yeah. so uh, it's it's it, her name is Typhoid Mary, and a lot of people are like, well, why doesn't she spread disease or that? She kind of does mentally. Um, she um, she basically 
infects people in that way. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's why Typhoid Mary is a good name. But yeah, she's she's kind of a bit of a classic Daredevil villain, so it's interesting mm-hmm. that she's showing up in Jessica Jones. But I haven't heard anything else about other villains for Jessica Jones, so this could be a primary. Well, but yeah, they're just getting involved in that one anyway. So Cool. But those are the, those are the couple little casting things I saw pop okay. up. Oh, well, uh, well we, we posted, I guess, on Geek Watch 1 uh, that uh, Lucy Liu... Is re- is uh, directing the first episode of Luke Cage? Of Luke Cage. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, which is actually that's I could almost see her doing more of um, Iron Fist, but because Iron Fist being a martial arts and she's got the martial arts background. <laughs> yeah, but I think because of I think also based on her experience with uh, she's directed some episodes of uh, Elementary. Okay. And I think you know maybe her her experience with crime television. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, whereas I think that that's what direction that they're wanting to go in, and plus we haven't heard. I know I'm ninety nine percent sure we're getting a second season of Daredevil. I mean, of um, Iron uh, of Fist. Iron Fist is just that that hasn't even been announced yet. So yeah, well, that, I mean, that's just it. I mean, they're they're yeah. doing Luke Cage now. So right. Yeah, well, they got Luke Cage. Now. They're already done with um, Punisher, aren't they? I mean, it's not out yet, obviously, but are they done filming it already? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Punisher. Yeah, we'll see Punisher by the end of this year. So. Yeah, we got a lot coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, including a bunch of stuff that was announced at D23. That's right. Yes. <laughs> some of the stuff, I was surprised some of the stuff that they actually announced because of how far out it actually is. Right. Yeah, but D23 doesn't necessarily hold a con every year. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, that's, uh, usually, the, D23 and Celebration both are about every other year right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and actually, they need to switch up a little bit and put Celebration one year, D23 they, on another year. They need year. to do it like the Olympics did when yeah. they finally realized yeah. we can't show both summer and winter in the same year. Right. <laughs> so... They do need to switch it up to all. I'm waiting for when they decide to do a Mar- to figure out and do their own for Marvel now. They have D23 is all things Disney. Celebration right. was started years ago for as a Star Wars fan convention. Right. That um, Luca- Lucasfilm was officially in charge of right. it, but right. And now it's like, when's Marvel going to start this? That's the third arm of them right now. Right. <laughs> well, Marvel has a, enough of a presence at D23 though. Yeah. So that for the moment, you know, they. Well, hold Lucasfilm off was they... a lot bigger presence than I thought that it would be this year. I mean, yeah. I knew it would be big, but... Right. Well, I mean, like, the the first the, the first major announcements to come out of D23 were park-related. Yeah. Um, and it was... Uh, <coughs> they had the model of the Star Wars land. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of... The, that looks like it's going to be awesome. It reminded me of, um, if anyone's been to Animal Kingdom, what Africa is like there. Yes. Okay. Um, because it's completely immersive. They have, like, the, the stone buildings and that kind of... It, it makes yeah. you feel like you're there. Some of the... and that was that's the look it seems that they've given Star Wars Land to definitely make you feel like you're in the environment. Now a bunch of people are gonna yell at me about this, but to me it looked almost like the architecture and stuff. Like if you'd taken Theed City from Naboo from the Phantom Menace yeah. and put it about a hundred years older, age it a hundred years without doing any updates to it, mm-hmm. and that's what the architecture kind of looks like. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I wonder, I mean, are they going with? I mean, would they go with Naboo? Or are they going to go with Yavin? No, it's not. Last mm-hmm. time, from what I heard, it's a totally new planet you've never been to in the movies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. That way they can do anything they want without mm-hmm. being beholden to certain things. And and based on the model, they had, like, the Millennium Falcon was there. Yeah, the there, Falcon so. is there. They're, one of the attractions is actually you get to fly the Millennium Falcon. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to be there. You can actually walk on the Millennium Falcon in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have, they have a couple um, of They have, like, of course, shops and restaurants. And so it'll be completely immersive. They also released um, highlights about the attractions. Um, 
it's it's the the land itself is a remote trading post. Yeah, um, okay. It says one of the last stops before wild space. <laughs> so it feel like Masconata's castle. Okay. So there you go. Um, and it said uh, guests will find themselves in the middle of the action at two signature attractions. One that lets guests guests take control of Millennium Falcon on a customized secret mission. And an epic Star Wars adventure that pu puts guests in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Okay. Um, they also shared some photos of one of the rides, the First Order Fleet Transport, which is described as, uh, within the First Order Fleet, troops, officers, <coughs> and personnel traverse the interiors of massive ships using small transport devices. Piloted by astromech droids, these vehicles are programmed with ship schematics and security access codes. Honestly, it sounds like a roller coaster. It's either, yeah, it's either a roller coaster <laughs> or it's a Star Tours type it's, ride. It's, yeah, I, I have a feeling it's a roller... Well, really, Star Tours is a roller coaster. You just happen to be just in the yeah, room. Yeah. But, <laughs> and, and actually, if you look at the way the model's built, any of the hillsides and stuff that they have built up around that, that could contain a roller coaster exactly. inside. Right. Exactly. And, and Disney has gotten much more involved in doing the more exciting roller coaster kind of rides in the past few years, yeah. especially to, to compete with Universal in Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Well, they, especially when you have, um, like here in Ohio, we have Cedar Point, which is a roller coaster park. And you get people that, there are people that decide to go there instead of like Disney because it's because they all the roller, roller coasters. coasters. So there's rides, you go and, for all these other things. And over the past. 10 years or so Disney has learned that it needs more excitement yeah mm -hmm. so that that's when they were adding like the rock and roller coaster in, in studios and stuff yeah. like that and and so they've been adding more of the exciting rides and actually going back to something we talked about last week you know how we talked about the energy land mm -hmm. closing up and, and changing yes, they confirmed um the one. Well, they, we were talking about the Tron cycles, and interestingly, they are coming to Florida, but not in the Epcot Park. Okay. They're going to be in the Magic Kingdom. They're converting the raceway in Tomorrowland. Okay. Into, which makes perfect sense because they have a raceway already. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's where the the Tron cycle ride is supposed to be. They're going to be tearing down the Tomorrowland raceway and turning it into that. And they were talking about the um, energy in Epcot, uh, the energy pavilion, may be turning into a Guardians attraction of some type. Okay. But right now, there's the issue of whether the cast of Guardians is allowed in the Florida park. So that's, that's part of what's questionable there is who can appear in Florida yeah. based on the universal agreement. Because Guardians is one of those ones that's actually up in the air because of some characters appearing in other properties that Universal does have the rights to and others not. Yeah. So how many do you want to try and use in an attraction? Well, also, so. didn't um, didn't they make an announcement this about um, something about a, a Marvel Land style attraction out in California that they actually made the announcement for it? They're doing something a Marvel expansion of some sort in California. For California Adventure, yes. yeah. Yeah, they're they're planning something, but I mean they can. The good thing is California; they can use all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Because because the the contracts with with Universal have to do with east of the Mississippi. Yeah. So they can pretty much do whatever they want with Marvel. They could create their own islands of adventure over yeah. in California. What you got, Vicky? I was thinking of the Star Wars, like the restaurant stuff would be awesome. They would make the menu alien. Well, they're planning on doing that already. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that what that would is. be cool if they do like what they had, what they're eating in Mexico, um, in the whatever her name is, Mascanada's Castle. Yeah, like what they well, were. Well, that's that's what they've been talking since <laughs> the beginning that this is going to be fully immersive to where I mean, you can order a Coke, but it's not going to be called a Coke. That's what that's what Disney does with all their stuff, <coughs> like in their in all their various restaurants and that. Like even if you go to some of the hotels, 
the menus and the food names are themed to whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it is like you're you're probably going to get things that look like strange alien creations, and it's going to be meatloaf. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna well, they're gonna have that kind of speaking thing. Speaking of resort side of this, is um we had talked a couple months ago. Remember about um they had sent out a questionnaire about this hotel experience of Star Wars yes. that was going to be what five to ten thousand dollars right. a person or something like that. Right. Well, they finally announced what that. What I'm assuming that's what this became. Was they're actually building a luxury one of their theme resort hotels is going to be a Star Wars themed hotel. Yeah, that's right. So instead of paying your five thousand per person, you're going to have just the regular hotel fees or whatever it is. Right. But this is hundred percent fully immersive, like you said, like Disney does do. Now yeah. you probably have more of the details on that than I it's, do. But it's going to be well. The thing is, it's going to it's going to be one of their high end hotels. So yeah. it is going to be a few hundred dollars a night. But well, but I mean it. With any of the Disney hotels you go to, you feel like you are wherever they've said it. Yeah. Like we were the last when we went years ago, um, we stayed at the um, Port Orleans. Yeah, and it was like we were in New Orleans. Like the the hotel blocks were just a couple stories high, and they had iron railings around them, so it looked like you were in Louisiana and yeah. and everything. And there was jazz music playing like everywhere you walked. And oh yeah, and that would stuff. be great. So like it, it was it was an awesome feel. And they did the same with um like their their they have an African one that actually has a savanna out back with animals. Like you can wake up and have a giraffe looking at you in your window. You know, <laughs> like they, they have like this awesome stuff. It just all fits in. So. Star Wars is going to be the same thing. You're, yeah, you're you're, you're gonna. The, I'm sure the rooms will be really interesting. Well, they, you know? I read somewhere that they were like, I guess the, the people who stay in the hotels will actually have a story lined yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. um, clothing. You'll provide provided wardrobe. Yeah. What? That that's what that's what'll hike the price a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because that that will be more of an experience. Um, to where basically you should walk into this hotel. You're no longer on Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That means you get to be a Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> you get to be mm, your very own Chewie. finally be a Chewbacca. <laughs> or be a Wookiee. That's right. So, what else, what's the next one you had that can't popped up news-wise? Um, well, they gave uh, a glimpse at uh, Impossibles... Incredibles, I mean Impossibles. Incredibles 2. There was a lot of movie news this um, weekend. There, there was a lot of animated movie news, a lot of live-action movie news. Uh, Incredibles, though, was one that people have really been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. For the sequel to that. Um, so they gave they gave one of those sneak peek kind of things, and apparently people were not surprisingly people were impressed. Um, and it apparently takes place immediately after the first one, like immediately, like a minute after or something. That's what I've heard. So, which sounds interesting um, for a movie to just not have anything in between and just go for it. Um, but then they had, you know, they had something about Frozen 2 and something about another yeah. Olaf Well, actually, I have um, the list. They actually announced <coughs> the full slate of movies through 2019. Right. Do you have that one on yours already? I don't or, have the full list. I have the list here. It was um, this later this year, we know we have Thor Ragnarok coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Pixar's Coco, which, I don't what was that one about? Do you remember? Um, that's the one about the little kid and the Day of the Dead or something. That, he okay, plays that's the, the Day of the Dead movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Star Wars Last Jedi. That's the rest of this year. Right. 2018, we opened with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And then Star Wars Han Solo. A Wrinkle in Time. Which, did you see the trailer for that? I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw the picture. The trailer yeah. makes it look amazing. It feels kind of... It almost reminded me of this might be next year's Valerian. Not as busy. Yeah. Because it, but And this is all fantasy setting instead of sci-fi, but it's all yep. fantasy and time travel. Right. Um, then Wreck-It Ralph 2 is next year. 
Incredibles 2 is next year. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The Nutcracker, <coughs> or The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, and Mary Poppins Returns. Is The Nutcracker right. or an anime? Or? I don't know if it's animated or live at. Do you know anything about The Nutcracker? Yeah, I haven't heard anything no. about The Nutcracker. Was. Okay, well, it's The Nutcracker <coughs> and the Four Realms, so it's a new ver- movie version of The Nutcracker story, obviously. Yeah. Because I think in the ballet, isn't it take place in four different worlds or something like that? Um, yeah, because you've got like the soldiers and you've got the Rat King. Yeah. And... So um, then you get Mary Poppins Returns, and there was a huge <coughs> panel of Mary Poppins Returns, I guess. I read some of the stuff on that. And um, the people, like Emily Blunt and them, were talking about how um, they're doing everything they can to make this feel like <coughs> an actual sequel to Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. I mean, paying as much respect to the original as they could. Yeah, I've seen a, a couple of the images of like the street scene and of the characters and it, it's looking good I mean it has it has the same look as the original Mary yeah. Poppins like in, in terms of the vibrancy and the colors and the costumes yeah and it definitely is it's kind of cool how this story actually takes place or revolves around the Banks kids who had Mary Poppins as their nanny for that short amount of time and that's them as an adults right with Mary Poppins coming in to help out right <laughs> so it, it's kind of almost like the <clears throat> original all over again and they did get um Dick Van Dyke is in the movie. Oh yes, he is. He plays, I think, the guy in charge of the bank or something now. Yeah, he. Well, he <laughs> plays. He plays the role that he played a dual role of when he was in the original movie. Oh, okay. In the original, he played the almost on his deathbed guy who runs the bank. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I gotta was, go back and watch it. Yeah, that was him, and so he's kind of playing it as the right age now because <laughs> he's, he's that age. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so there, it, that that's one to look forward to. A lot of people kind of weren't sure about it at first, and they were like, well, why isn't Julie Andrews in it? And Julie Andrews basically said, no, 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 this is a new movie, and yeah. I don't want to take away from it well, by that, showing up. And the, a lot of people don't realize that Julie Andrews, it's unfortunate <laughs> that she's got, got major voice problems or something right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. She had throat cancer or something. She can't sing anymore. No, mm-hmm. no. Which is a tragedy, but as beautiful as some of the stuff she did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but moving on, we have 2019 opens with Captain Marvel. <clears throat> Then we get the live-action Dumbo, which we got a lot more information on that one. Mm-hmm. And I believe they showed some clips of what they've been working on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Toy Story 4, the Lion King live-action, which I know that it's another one that um, D23 is really good at if you <coughs> showing you something there that it's the only place you can see it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. They, they're, they're really good about making sure people don't leave these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you know what? 2018. They didn't mention on this list at all. Uh, <coughs> is that when Infinity War is supposed to be out? 2018. Yeah, next year. That's not on their list here. Yeah, yeah, it'd be what May of next year. Because that was another one that they showed a, um, some clips from, and they, you can't find them anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, we get Lion King, another Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. It just says an Avengers movie, so they've not because they've not announced the actual name of it that's, yet. Right. Yeah, that, that's it's Infinity War Part Two, but yeah. but we get Frozen Two. Mulan, I believe that's a live action live Mulan. Action, live yep. action Mulan. And Star Wars Episode Nine, and then there's still an un, another untitled animated feature in 2019. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff coming up for Disney, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. Yeah. And Pixar. And yeah, just everything across the board. Uh huh. <coughs> it's gonna be interesting because you got Marvel will have gotten their two movies out by May. Yeah. Which is almost like. Well, no, no, they, that's not. This we gotta think after uh, after um, the second part of Infinity War, they're starting a new phase. So right. They gotta, they gotta start. Well, that's Captain Marvel starts phase yeah, four or five, Captain doesn't Marvel's it? Right. So, so it's gonna be a matter of them setting it up there. So are we going to get the second Avengers? Well, no, they're they're announcing the second Avengers movie in nineteen, At some point. right? Yeah, it's after Captain Marvel. After Captain Marvel. Marvel. Okay, so 
So yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see what because it almost feels I can't see them not doing something Marvel related in that time from May to the end of the year. It feels like that there's gonna be some kind of other move that's gonna be made. In 2019 yeah. or 2018? 2019. Yeah. Or the 2018. No, 2018. Well, after Avengers, have they announced any of the other Marvel movies when they're being made or anything? No, because so you got so Black Panther. We make it a totally different direction for Marvel after that. Because mm-hmm. we we got Black Panther in February, mm-hmm. and then we got Avengers in May, and then like there's and then they don't want to compete with Deadpool two. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? There might they don't want to compete with Deadpool two. No, no, no. <laughs> nobody wants to compete with Deadpool. Exactly. They know what happened with the first Deadpool, and they're like, mm-hmm, "You have it. The rest of the summer's yours." Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> I mean, have you? I mean, you saw you saw Josh Brolin as uh, Cable. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! That's <laughs> ambiguous. It's interesting seeing that um, Brolin's got Cable and Thanos both. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, he's set. <laughs> he got he he's he's getting he's getting the mouse money. He's he's getting ma- paid by Marvel twice. He's getting the mouse. And he's got Fox. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, dude, you know, you getting double Marvel money. I'm not mad at you. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, but back, more movie news that came out of here mm-hmm. was um, move on to Aladdin because I think we're gonna have some thoughts on Aladdin. Now <laughs> we'll have thoughts. Yes, <laughs> they've they've announced who's playing Aladdin, Jasmine, and the genie. And actually, I gotta find the story on so I got the names for Aladdin and Jasmine. I know who genie is, but um, yeah. I gotta. Oh, come on, give me a minute. Let me find it. So do you want me to tell you? you have, yeah, if, you have, if you have it up, go ahead. Um, okay, so Naomi Scott is Princess Jasmine. And you'll recognize her, as we were talking before the show, from the newest Power Rangers. Yeah, she uh, was the Pink Ranger the Pink in the new Ranger. Power Rangers movie. Um, Which, and, if you've not given it a chance, give that movie a chance. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's right. And <laughs> it's a newcomer uh, as Aladdin. His name is Mena Masood. Mena or Mina? Anyways, Masood. Um, as Aladdin. There was a lot of controversy over this this past week, by the way. Can I just say? Over the past week, but, well, it's been controversy for a while, but over the past week, especially for some reason, these rumors started coming out about who was going to be cast as Aladdin and how Disney didn't seem able to find anyone who wasn't white to be Aladdin. What? And so everyone across Twitter was sending photos to Disney of all these Middle Eastern and Asian actors. And it's like, pick this one, pick this one, pick this one. It was across the board. Who and, said there was going to be a white actor? Well, one of the problems is Guy Ritchie talked about Tom Hardy being in the movie. And okay. everyone was like, why the hell is Tom Hardy in a movie about Middle Eastern characters? Actually, <laughs> so, Tom Hardy might be a pretty good Jafar. Yeah, but... See, uh, and my but problem it's still another... Is he's still white! Yeah. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he, can play, he can play a boo. <laughs> yeah, have him play a boo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah, so there was... There was unnecessary controversy because before the casting is announced, don't make a fuss over it. Yeah. Just let them cast. So don't yeah, go on so, rumors. <laughs> so you, you have, to you have their eggs before they hatch. You yeah. have uh, you have a relatively new actors playing the main roles, and then you have a well-established actor playing the genie, who's not much of a surprise, although technically not Middle Eastern. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, it's gonna, well that's going to be a CG character anyway. But, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not going to be a problem because you know Robin Williams wasn't Middle Eastern either. Yeah. Um. So, see, I. 
Now, we're talking Will Smith is playing him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I've always said Will Smith is a funny guy. Yep. Yeah. He's not stand-up comedy funny. So they he's may, not, they're going to most likely have to go in a different direction. For yeah, Genie, either go in a different direction or they'll have someone else writing it and he'll just be the Well, I was going to say, he, the, yeah. the lines are written for him, so yeah, they, it's well, not that big a problem. Is, um, if you actually, when you're talking to, if you ever get a chance, and it's a fantastic, I don't know where you're going to find it, but check out Inside Did the Actor's Studio with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen that that episode of that? No. no. It was amazing. But he talks about Aladdin in there <clears> and <throat> how they actually filmed, um, when they had him in the studio, <laughs> he read the lines that they had for him, and there was probably six to eight hours of improv, or 12 mm-hmm. hours of improv that he had done. Right. Well, that's what that he did. A lot he of times did for he just did movie. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and there was plenty of stuff in there that they couldn't, they couldn't even put in no, um, no, no, no. adult <laughs> late night show now. Because Robin, if anybody knew Robin's stand-up, he went a little blue on some of this stuff yeah. once in a while. So it's like sometimes he would be great and family friendly, but he knew how to turn that off also. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are some great genie lines somewhere right. of him not, um, not being quite as family friendly. <laughs> and, um, well, at least having chosen Will Smith, they've chosen someone who can sing. Yeah. To some extent, because um, as good as the genie songs were in the original Aladdin... Robin Williams couldn't sing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, he, he didn't make a name for himself as a singer. <laughs> exactly. Will Smith so, is a singer. So they, they went with both comedy and singing ability this time, right. you know. Yeah, and they know what they're going to get with Ro- with Will Smith. I think and he's going to be okay, but it's going to be weird seeing Genie, not Robin Williams. Well, are they going to do personally. an anime version or are they going to do a physical version? No, this version is a live it? action. It's I live know. Action. No, but but Genie is going to be CGI. You yeah, can't you have Genie that's not. I mean, because otherwise it's going to look like one of those ridiculous 60s movies yeah. where the Genies were in the harem pants and had makeup on and mm. looked like it's they were be, from oh, Kimi's Playhouse. Name? What's his name from the um, I Dream of Genie cartoon? <laughs> the big dude. Oh, oh Babu. <laughs> Babu. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god, I can't believe I still around. remember that. <laughs> I knew you would remember it too. I think Babu was a great character. Well, yeah, because I used to watch it because of Maybe Genie. Come yeah, on, I mean, come on. Go. <laughs> it's like Genie Josie, Genie Josie. Uh huh. What? <laughs> we don't need to go into your your teen years. <laughs> Teen years This goes Kylan. a lot Farther back than that I was like No shit. When Kylan hit puberty yeah. It was early uh, <laughs> I was like Six or seven uh, I was like, you know, Whatever Whatever Yeah Okay so yeah <laughs> Casting for Aladdin <laughs> What other news You got that came out That jumped to the top Of the list at the moment um, I didn't have much else because there was there's stuff going on today that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I haven't been able to catch up on. So that's why we'll be talking about this next yeah. week. <laughs> um, but, but the surprise oh, one for me, what what you got, Vicky? Oh, the, say the next, is the Meeple the next one? No, Meeple's no, in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. We're still not figuring out what we're going to do there, but we'll figure it. We'll have we'll something by the time we get there. Here at that one. Well, so. you know, well, that would be the same weekend as uh, oh, wait. Atomic Blonde is out that yeah. weekend. Yeah, but we don't want to do a movie review at the Meeple. No. We just, and actually, next week, we're going to have to change up. We're not going to be able to do what I just mentioned. I forgot. We have a special insert for next week. Oh, that's we right. We have an interview for next that's week. That's right. That's right. We do have an interview. Yeah. So that's going to be a different... So we actually... So we, can, um, we could do Valerian at the Meeple, really. You know what? No, no, no. What I'm thinking is um, do interview. If we do Valerian... Um, we shouldn't be talking skip. about this on the air. You know I know. <laughs> Hopefully, so, um, you'll be editing this. Next week's going to be a different <laughs> uh, different show than we mentioned, so but we'll get that figured out. But we'll make you listen anyway. That's right. So, um, but that actually, just means that they actually have to listen. That's right. Yep. It'll be a surprise. surprise, just like every week. So I don't know. This, <laughs> this has been a pretty good. It's a surprise to us every week. Okay? That's right. 
So um, this has been a pretty good show. That we went in a lot of different directions I wasn't planning on originally. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and the- actually, just just to do an update on um, considering we were just talking about movies, uh, it, it was announced today that uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming has passed two hundred million in wow. the U.S. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it took in um, for the second weekend. It was taking in more than like almost fifty million. So cool. It's, good. It's done pretty well. Well, and also, what was it? Wonder Woman surpassed um, Deadpool. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Wonder Woman did surpass Deadpool's box office, and uh, and uh, Ryan Reynolds gave uh, a lovely little tribute talking about uh, how impressive Wonder Woman's B.O. was. <laughs> you didn't see that with a heart? Yeah, no, he, had, he, he had his fingers in a heart over the Wonder Woman crest on his outfit. Yes. On, on Instagram, yeah. It was cute. Oh, that is awesome. Talked about her B.O. Her B.O. Yes. Is, her B.O. is strong. Yeah. So, um, do we have anything else before we wrap this up today? I, I think we're good where we are. <laughs> so, um, Geeksters, come back next week. In two weeks, though, meet us at the Meeple. That's on, um... July 29th, I think? It is the 29th. Hey, see, I, had to, I didn't even look that up. <laughs> July 29th. Um, yeah, Vicky's not going to be able to make us again because she's going to be at her at the show over in Akron. But um, we got July 29th is the Meeple. Um, we're only a month and a half out from the next Odd Mall. So that's actually approaching Holy quick. Holy crap, yeah. <laughs> we hope to have fire. Yes, and we will. Yeah, the Ohio Burn Unit's supposed to be there, hopefully. Okay. okay. They're bu- no, they're playing. No. <laughs> Fire dancing and juggling and stuff like that. Oh, that's why. Okay. They're, yeah, this is going to be an awesome show. Um, I believe there is going to be a car show supposed to be this year at it or this season. Yeah, well. Andy's been setting up the cars uh-huh. for that. So, um, but other than that, Geeksters. Lots, 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 lots of yeah. crazy stuff. Busy, busy, busy times. So you can find us as this week, every week, and anywhere and everywhere on the internet as GeekWatch One. GeekWatch1.com, Facebook, Twitter, everything else. Um, If you can find GeekWatch1 into a search bar anywhere and you don't find us, let us know. Miss Dawn will take care of that problem. (laughs) Um, You can also get us GeekWatch1 at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to get... If you want to talk directly to Miss Dawn, that's how you do it. (coughs) She wants emails. Or you can tweet me, because I'm the one that checks Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) I will tweet you back. You can also find us on... um, the Tangibound and Weeby Geeks Networks at tangiboundnetwork.com, weebygeekspc.com. And then, um, if, as long as no one else has anything else, for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself, just remember no matter where you go, there you are. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. <laughs>